And we can't talk about postpartum without talking about pregnancy. And we can't talk about pregnancy without talking about cycle awareness. And we can't Mm. even and and then what about women, once they have a baby and their cycles returning and how to support themselves through all of that. my friends and welcome to another episode of healed now what a podcast where we discuss life relationships connection and trauma through the lens of somatic and attachment psychology nervous system health relationships and self-discovery i'm lisa dawn and i'm on a mission to teach people how to transform their deepest wounds into their greatest strengths by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves So whether you've had trauma, years of failed partnerships, or just want a better relationship with your body, I've got you covered. I am a somatic experiencing practitioner, educator, relationship mentor, and trauma survivor with a lifetime of experience helping not only myself, but countless others transform their lives by learning how to become the fullest versions of themselves. We do this through self-awareness, connecting with their bodies, and changing the way they perceive themselves and others. I have coached in numerous people how to heal their wounds and create lasting change so they can live a more joyous, passionate, and fulfilling life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. This episode is filled with such brilliant wisdom and I cannot wait to share it with you. Our guest today is the fabulous Brittany Zier. Brittany is the creator of Blissful Womb Care and is a certified innate postpartum care practitioner. Her work centers around supporting women and mothers, whether they are three days to 30 plus years postpartum, as well as teaching the practice of cycle awareness as a way to remember and reclaim the innate wisdom women hold within. Through becoming an innate postpartum care practitioner, she has learned to integrate the five essentials of postpartum care, which are rest, warmth, body care, nourishment, and community care, into all areas of the support she offers to women, whether they're postpartum or not. These are simply the essentials for healing and thriving in life in general, and it's how she she healed seven and a half years of chronic pain. Yoga was the gateway from the corporate world into the holistic wellness world. She still offers private yoga, but the primary focus of her work is now compassionate, nurturing care for the womb, body, and soul. She offers in-home care in Calgary and surrounding areas, as well as virtual support. So without further ado, please welcome Brittany Zier to the show. Hello, Brittany. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. I've really been looking forward to our chat. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to have a conversation as well. So Brittany and I, we met on the internet. (laughs) We met on Instagram and then we met up in person. So that does actually happen. And I knew kind of as soon as we sat down at the Pachamama Cafe in Calgary, Alberta, that she was just going to be a person that was going to be 
bumping around in my life probably for for quite some time. So Mm -hmm. it's just such an honor to have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was, I love the synchronicity of how we found each other and came to be. And I think it's important to share this story as well, because oftentimes I myself get caught up in like, well, how is anyone going to find me on social media and like the interwebs and all of that? But my sister actually shared a post of yours with me and it really resonated. And then Mm -hmm. I started to follow you and then we just started chatting back and forth. And then here we are, like probably almost a year later. And I, I've, I've actually developed so many relationships with really incredible heart-centered women in mm. my community in that way as well. So it is possible and it is fun to do. Yeah. Same Z's, all the internet connections. Amazing. Even for us introverts, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible for everyone. <laughs> So we're going to jump into all the things um, that are lighting you up, what you do, and kind of just digging in. But before we do that, I'd love for the people listening to get a sense for who you are and what has healing looked like for you? Wow, that's a very big question. Let me see if I can try and summarize (laughs) that into a little bit more of a succinct answer because I know we'll get into some of these details a little bit more. So I'm Brittany. I'm the creator of Blissful Womb Care. And with my business and with my offering, I support women and mothers through the entire childbearing continuum. So teaching the practice of cycle awareness, pregnancy support, and what is really lighting me up right now is postpartum care rooted Mm. in physiological and cross-cultural traditions as well. So we can dive into that a little bit more later on and kind of how I came to be in this world and in this realm specifically around supporting women. But previously to all of this, I actually lived with chronic pain for seven and a half years. And I'd love to share a little bit more about my story around healing from that as well. And I also spent nine years as a legal assistant as well. And I was my gateway into the holistic wellness world was through yoga. So I've also been a yoga teacher for the last 10 years too. And so there's many different facets to me and to my offerings and to who I am as a person and what my healing journey has looked like. And it has really been a beautiful reflection to see how all of the different things that seemed like it didn't make sense at the time now really do all this time later. Yeah, probably even the um, legal assistant, (laughs) all of our lives that we've lived before this one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, or even five years ago, if I would be sitting here having this conversation with you talking about that I had now healed and recovered from chronic pain, and that I was an entrepreneur and doing this kind of work, I would have not even thought that that was possible. It wasn't even on my radar at all. And so to be here now and reflect back on the story and the journey of healing is incredible. Mm, That's so huge. I just want to even just take a pause to celebrate all of what you just shared, because within that, everything is possible and no one thing remains the same forever, even though it doesn't feel that way sometimes with life. But it's through that power of reflection and looking back on where we've been that, wow, what a gift and how challenging all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how did you find yourself doing the work that you do today? What was the thing? One day you're just like, I gotta, I gotta do this thing with women. Did it start with you first? It was, yeah. So it really actually began back at the beginning of the pandemic, back at the beginning of 2020, which I feel like was a really big catalyst moment for Mm -hmm. a lot of people as well, because the world as we knew it was no longer the same. So I had, I was probably about six years into my chronic pain journey. I had daily migraines and fibromyalgia, and I was working seven days a week as a yoga teacher and a studio manager in Toronto at the time, actually. And uh, so I was working on my healing journey specifically, but given my life and and how much I was working and, and that was out of necessity, that wasn't because it really lit me up. It was because that was just what I had to do to survive. And I was in this cycle of survival, just like continuously, like day in, day out, continuously surviving. And I needed a break, but it just wasn't something that was accessible to me. Mm. So when the world shut down in March of 2020, I went from working seven days a week to no days. I was laid off and my entire reality shifted. And I tried to do the whole pivoting to being an online yoga teacher with every other yoga teacher out there in the world. So the market Mm. became incredibly saturated and I was very disconnected or not really disconnected, but I didn't really understand the online world. And I still sometimes don't, it feels really intimidating to me, but it was through that experience of my in-person life and role and this journey that I had been on that was not sustainable for me. Part of the reason why I wasn't getting any better was because I was just getting, are you there? Yep. Okay. Sorry. You froze there for a second. Okay. But we're good. So yeah, I wasn't getting any better because I was teaching seven days a week and I had no opportunity to rest. And so it was actually in the first three months of the pandemic of the lockdown, and it was really intense in Toronto, that I had more bedridden days in those first three months than I had had in the previous years leading up to that, simply because I now finally had the time and space to rest. And it was extremely, extremely, extremely uncomfortable. I felt like I was going backwards, but it was really the beginning of my deep healing journey Mm. because I didn't have anywhere to run away and hide to anymore. I really had to be with myself in that way. And so it was also this kind of catalyst moment as well of I've been on this trajectory of teaching yoga for the last seven years. It was my full-time gig. And if the world can change just like that and my income can go away just like that, what am I going to do to avoid this from happening in Mm. the future? And so I really began to sat with sit with a question of what is something that is always going to be needed, no matter what happens in the world. Mm. And what came to me was supporting women and women's health. And at the same time, my younger sister found out that she was pregnant with her first baby. And so I got super excited. One of my passions, one of the things that I have been doing for years as well is teaching prenatal yoga. And what led me into teaching prenatal yoga was the experience of supporting another friend. And I had no idea how to teach a pregnant woman yoga or anything like that. So I, so that was a specialty that I had dove into years prior. So now here, my sister was pregnant and I was starting, I was diving into my own healing journey as well. And 
I decided I wanted to be a birth doula. I was starting to see all of mm. the dysfunction in the medical system and the way that women and mothers are treated. And I am inherently a rescuer and savior as well. So <laughs> I tend to want to jump in and save and rescue people. So that was a lot of my motivation for wanting to become a birth doula. So I signed up for a couple of doula trainings. And at the same time as I was doing that, I was also coming to this realization of I was on a long laundry list of pharmaceuticals for my chronic pain. And I had been on birth control for 16 years as well. And as I was had all of this time and space, I was really starting to awaken to a lot of different things. And so it was the summer of 2020, where I made the decision of I'm going to come off of all of these pharmaceuticals, and I'm going to come off of the pill. But one of the reasons why I had spent 16 years on the pill was because I thought that that was the only way that I could avoid pregnancy. I didn't know that there was any other option, let alone a natural option that would connect mm. me to my body in a way mm. that I had never even known was possible. And so I, as I'm going through this whole process, right about the same time as I'm coming off of all these meds, probably to the day. I got this pull into a course and there's a whole story around all of that as well. But basically it was a course called journey into the womb. And I was so disconnected from the word womb that even that word like made me feel like all cringy and everything. Mm. And I thought that it was like such a big joke. And one of the questions in the application process was what is your relationship to the womb. And I shared about that. About like <laughs> and you're like, Oh, God, <laughs> how uncomfortable that made me feel. Yeah, that I could not, I, I didn't understand it at the time, but I could not leave that website without registering for this course. Mm -hmm. And I'll just name drop who that was here. It was Julia Claus, Lotus womb. She's down in the Appalachian mountain mountains, I believe. And that was mm -hmm. the summer of 2020. And it was a 13 week journey into the womb. And that was really the catalyst of so, so, so much deep transformation within me. And it was through her that I actually learned that, you know, the term woo woo, like everything is woo woo. Well, that actually means womb. That was that term was coined by men years and years and years ago as a way to mm. diminish and discredit the feminine energy and anything that's earth-based and energetic and has become a derogatory term that we throw around to discredit whatever we don't understand. And so mm. that really lit me up as well. I was like, ah, I'm starting to see now how I have been so disconnected and so many others have been disconnected as well. So through the journey into the womb and through studying to become a birth doula and then registering for a course to become a full spectrum doula to support fertility awareness and birth and postpartum is really where all of this started to gestate within me. And I began to learn about the practice of cycle awareness and started to track my own cycle naturally, starting to understand that I go through four different phases and I'm actually able to track the physical physical changes within my body to determine when I'm fertile and when I'm not. And I felt like this was something that women really needed 
to hear about and learn about as well. And it took two and a half years, but this spring I finally launched my first course called Blissful Cycles, which was a three month long container where I taught women about the entire practice of cycle awareness and the energetics associated with all of that. And we'll dive into that a little bit as well. But then through this journey of becoming a birth doula as well, and my sister wound up having a miscarriage and then she got pregnant again. And so I wanted to be there to support her. And I was living in Toronto at the time and she's here in Alberta and a bunch of stuff changed in my life at the time. So I wound up coming back to Alberta to support her through her pregnancy and birth and postpartum. And all along, we had only been planning to do a physiological birth. That was something that she wanted. That was something that I was really passionate about, really wanting to do, again, be in that savior role complex of protecting from all of the dysfunction within the Mm. medical system. And she wound up needing to have a cesarean. And that was absolutely the right decision for her and her baby. However, here I was just finishing up all of this training, especially the postpartum doula training. And there was nothing in there about how to support Mm. someone after they had a cesarean. In fact, the entirety of this full spectrum doula training that I did was so surface level that I left being certified with more questions than answers with a huge sense of imposter syndrome, because there was so much that I didn't understand and that I didn't Mm. know. And that I felt like was skipped over and missed. And it was a self-paced course, you know, and I didn't really, I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have a community. It was just go through this at your own time, at your Mm -hmm. own pace, and then get out there and get clients, get a website. This is what you should charge. This is what other doulas are charging. And you'll just learn along the way. And that didn't sit right with me. And so I was really conflicted with this of, I've invested in a website and a brand and a logo at the time I was blissful doula care because that's what I, that was the realm that I was going to be in. Mm -hmm. And I was following all of these steps that were laid out by this program and it didn't jive. And so it was December of 2021 where I kind of hit this rock bottom moment of I've spent all of this time and energy and resources at this time. It was almost Mm -hmm. two years to go down this path, but it doesn't feel aligned. And I know that I am meant to support women and mothers, but I need more than what was offered. So I sat in front of my altar here behind me and I cried and I prayed and I called in a teacher and I called in a community. And the next morning I opened up my Instagram page and there is an ad that pops up for the innate postpartum care training certification program. And I wasn't following the, the, the founder of innate traditions is Rochelle Garcia Saliga. And I wasn't following her at the time. I had no awareness of her or her work or that there is even such a thing as traditional physiological postpartum care. Mm -hmm. And it was this full body. Yes. Of this is what it is. This is where I am meant to go. And so I took the plunge and it didn't make sense. And I had, I was at war with myself as well. Like what? So I'm going to spend another thousands of dollars on training and another nine months. It was a nine month long training and, you know, way more comprehensive than anything else that I had ever, that I had ever come across as well. And so there was this battle, this internal battle of go out and do the thing and you'll learn along the way, or Mm -hmm. this is the path. And I took that path and my life 
completely changed. And it was within three months of being in that training that I released the identity of chronic pain after seven and a half years. Mm. And so through integrating everything that I learned in, in the postpartum care training, I healed myself. And then I could also start to see that. And I, and I am not a mother. I am not Mm. postpartum. I have never had a baby. I have never been pregnant in my life, but the five essentials of postpartum care, which are rest, warmth, body care, nourishment, and community support are really just the essentials for healing and thriving life in general. So I began to see that that was what this was going to be. And as I was going through the training as well, I was still in this realm of really trying to fit into the doula box Mm -hmm. as well. And I was watching what a lot of people were posting and sharing of similar accounts and everything. And I was really I was, I was keeping myself really small because I didn't want to be canceled. And I had this Mm. fear of being seen as well, Mm. but the universe works in mysterious ways. And one day I made a post on the magical organ of the placenta. There were no pictures. There wasn't anything like that in it. And as soon as I hit publish on it, got a notification from Instagram review cross community guidelines, and we have deactivated your account. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) Oh, I had like 270 followers or something. Like, I was like, what? So I like, what are you talking about? And so that was a message from the universe for me to take a step back from the online world and to really reorient to what it was that was going to be real and true for me. Mm. And so I, I took about two months off and I was like, well, I have this brand, I have this website, I've done all of these things, but I don't want to support birth anymore. I was starting to realize through that process as well, that that wasn't what, that wasn't where I needed to be. We have an abundance of birth doulas out there. There is an abundance of women who are stepping up to support birth, but virtually no one small amounts of women who are stepping up to support postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to see more people starting to speak about the practice of cycle awareness, but that was still such a really niche topic as well. And so I really started to sit with like, I have all of this wisdom, I have all of this knowledge within me, and I see the importance of it. And we can't talk about postpartum without talking about pregnancy and we can't talk about pregnancy without talking about cycle awareness and Mm. we can't even and and then what about women once they have a baby and their cycles returning and how to support themselves through all of that and so it was this kind of big thing of you know most people will say niche down into a specific market and I'm like well my niche is anyone who has a womb and who wants to connect with that and who wants to feel more connected to their intuition and to work with their body and with their cyclical nature instead of against it. And so I just dropped the word doula and replaced it with womb. So now I'm blissful womb care because I support all of it. And so that's a little bit of my journey to where we are today. For those of you wishing to dive into the world of somatic healing and get a taste of what it's like to discover the wisdom of your body, I'm offering $100 off my signature course, Reclaiming Resilience, to the listeners of this episode. 
It is a self-paced five-week course that teaches you how to be with big emotions and sensations. It expands your capacity for more joy, more love, and more pleasure, while you also learn how to access your boundaries, intuition, and build safety within your body. Essentially, you'll be learning how to harness the power of your nervous system and welcome in more clarity, authentic communication, and fulfilling relationships. In the program, we are changing the way that we perceive ourselves, our patterns, and our limiting beliefs, as well as finding our unique voice. Use the code, all caps, feel good at checkout. And for those of you who are seeking one-on-one support, I also offer coaching and therapy packages and one-on-one sessions. I'll pop all of that information in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. That was that was quite the journey that you shared with us. As you were speaking, the words that came in during that whole process, it sounds like you became a mother to yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, even through, you know, the the key elements of of your course, resting, drinking warm fluids, like all of these things that we need, we so desperately need in our very busy society. If we take everything and we scrape it all down and we go back to basics, it's community, nourishment, rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I just absolutely love that those are the pillars and the branches of how you do what you do. And I mean, everything that you spoke to just folds so beautifully and weaves so beautifully into accessing womb intuition and womb medicine. The moment that you prayed at the altar, (laughs) the intuition to do that, you know, and then The next day, the universe providing all of these little elements that are dropped, always dropped in front of us. The key is whether we see them or not, whether we recognize them, whether we can take a step back. You've done ultimately time and time again to find what feels true for you right now. So that was just such a beautiful, beautiful share. And like so many women, same. I had no idea about my cycle until my late 30s. Okay. So 42 now. And I think it wasn't until I was 37 that I learned of the name of our menstrual cycle. It's called infradian cycle and how to care for myself throughout those different phases of my cycle, how to honor, how to nourish, how to use herbs. Kelly Garcia, the steamy chick, So I had the pleasure of doing a course with her back in, I think it was like 2016 and 2017 when I still had Adorn Infusions, which was my women's skincare line. But along with that, I was offering Yoni steaming and herbal resources for folks because I had noticed when I started my steaming journey, like, whoa, there is so much in here for me. My cycles completely changed. I was able to get more in touch with that area of my body. Just all that wisdom, all that wanting, all that wandering, you know, was just is just waiting there for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's all the things. It's all the things. So thank you so much again for sharing that 
how you came to be delivering these these incredible services and how important they are, especially, I mean, all of it together, but the postpartum stuff. I mean, I know three mothers to be right now. One is actually in labor currently, and the other two are almost due. Yo, girl, they they need you. <laughs> they need all of us. <laughs> they need meal uh, trains and hot stuff and all the things, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I know maybe two other, maybe three other people that are offering maybe something similar to what you are, but not quite. So I would love to hear more about the innate postpartum care and what that looks like for someone. Yeah, absolutely. Before we dive into that, first, I just want to send so much love to that mama to be who is currently in labor and her in this transition to bring this new life into the world as well. It's such an arduous task. So thank you her and all the other women in your life as well who are walking this journey and who are listening to this as well right so honoring and celebrating all of that and one other piece too you had mentioned or touched on you know following that inner wisdom you know dropping in that womb wisdom the intuition to come through and you know are we open to seeing that and receiving that yes and can we trust that and lean into that even when it doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, yes. like I shared in those pieces as well, like these things were coming to me and it didn't make sense. And I had yeah. all of these blocks and I had so much shadow stuff that was coming up that was trying to talk me out of it because it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And now it does. Right. And so, so, you know, can we lean into that as well and surrender into that and trust the flow that whatever is meant to come through all of that. Well, and I have, I have one more question within that. I've just, it's just come to mind now. So that intuition, when you first got it, the intuitive hit on multiple different occasions, was it kind of like a quiet whisper or was it a knowing? How did that, how did that drop in for you? If you can you know, recall. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's challenging to articulate because it's mm. like, yeah, it was like this knowing and like, I was having like these full body, like experiences of waves that were coming through me. Mm. And so for instance, like that journey into the womb course, I'm on her website and I'm reading through all of this and I'm like going to leave the website and I keep getting these like floods through my body. <laughs> these full body chills and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Like what's up with that? And like, I, I literally could not bring my body to exit this webpage without Mm. getting my card and registering for the course. And I'm like, shit, okay, I guess we're doing this. And, and when I, when it was with the innate postpartum care, it was about a week before I registered for it. She had an early bird registration deadline and I registered at 11 PM and it closed at midnight. Like I was mm-hmm. like down to the wire because I was so conflicted in this. And every time, like it was a thing where I would, it would be the first thing that I would think about when I would wake up mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even actually think about it, like consciously think about it, it would be my first conscious thing that would pop into my head, I would ask the question before I could even finish asking the question, the answer is, 
yes, this is the thing. And I kept trying to ask in so many different ways. And I would like pull cards and like sit in this, but like, are you sure? But like, are you sure? Like, I could feel like my higher self being like, bitch, can you just do it already? Like how many more times do I have to tell you? Yes, yes, yes. And if you surrender Uh, into this and you lean into this, everything else is going to make sense. I'm like, okay, but how? It's like, come on, you know? So that was very much so. It was like this, that's the way that my intuition speaks through me mm-hmm. in, in these, in these bodily sensations, but in this like inner dialogue and conversation that I have with myself. And now I'm able to tune into, they sound, the voices sound very similar mm-hmm. and I have a shadow. His name is Frank. He's my unworthiness shadow. Frank. And he tells me all <laughs> the reasons why, like I shouldn't do something or I'm going to fail or I'm not good enough or this mm-hmm. or that or anything else. And naming him and giving him an archetype has been extremely supportive for me in moving through a lot of all of this stuff. Um, he's kind of like a Danny DeVito, like a fat little bald man who sits oh, there God. and says, smoke cigars. Really <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's awful. He's brutal. And, and, and he's gotten tricky now where sometimes he can mm. change his tone to sound like my higher self, mm. but it has been this balance of like being able to discern like what is actually true and what is coming from fear and what is coming from this protective mechanism of, yeah. you know, that's, that's his purpose. That's what he's there for. Right. Like yeah. he's not actually trying to keep me small. He's trying to keep me safe and totally. I'm grateful. Thanks. Thanks Frank. But you can be in the back seat for a little while. Okay. Like you don't need to run the show. Frank, so the protector. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyways, it's taken me a bit of time to be able to discern between those and and really lean into the trust. But now I have so much evidence. Mm -hmm. I have so much evidence of all of these past experiences, even all the way back to my yoga teacher training. That is where bliss and blissful womb care comes from was because it was there that I experienced my first conscious experience of bliss. And I made a decision Mm. 10 years ago that no matter where this life was going to take me, I was going to follow my bliss. And here we are as well. So I have so much evidence to lean on now when, when I'm feeling that fear and that, that challenge of trusting my intuition as well. And Mm. it hasn't led me astray yet. So that's really powerful too. Hells yes. And <clears throat> how we build that evidence is by following through. <laughs> That's exactly it. Take the plunge. See what happens. <laughs> Do the thing. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you for answering that because I know um, everyone experiences their intuition a little bit differently. So <clears throat> and I know even with me, you know, mine usually comes in more of a, a gentle hand on my back or a drop in knowing, as you spoke to could be just an image. Also, there's there's many different ways, but it always feels like the the feeling sense behind it is peacefulness, even if it's challenging. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's this extra layer of support, even though it might feel scarier, whatever it is. So yeah. So Back to the innate postpartum care. Yeah. (laughs) Going to round back into that. What does that look like? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The most uh, incredible and ceremonial 
journey that I have been on. So Rochelle Garcia Saliga, she is the founder and creator of Innate Traditions. And she has a really beautiful story as well. And she was a traditional, well, she she is still a traditional midwife. She doesn't support birth anymore, but she apprenticed down in Mexico for quite a few years before she moved back up to the States. And so she learned a lot about indigenous ways through the Mexican midwifery, but also she was spiritually adopted by an Ojibwe, an Ojibwe man. I don't believe he was a medicine man. I can't remember exactly his whole thing, but he was very, he has an incredible story as well. And he's no longer with us, but he is an elder to her as well. Mm -hmm. And so through that spiritual adoption and through the ceremonial work that she did with him and through this traditional midwifery lens, and then through her own postpartum journey is how innate traditions was birthed. And so, you know, because she had been a midwife for about seven years before she had her own baby, she had this preconceived notion of what postpartum was actually going to be like, and that there was going to be support from the midwifery community and all of the other people around. And it brought her to her knees, her postpartum, her birth and her postpartum journey. And it was through that experience that she saw this massive, massive fracture in community and in the ways that we support and tend to mothers. And so she reached out to, she decided that she wanted to start to understand postpartum care more and the importance of body care in postpartum and, and wanting to educate midwives in her community. And she was somewhere in the States at the time. And she reached out to her, the midwifery community about this idea that she had around postpartum care Mm. and she got crickets, like no responses back from any midwives in the community around this. So she sent a follow-up message and one person responded was like, that sounds like a great idea, but like, again, no support from that. So she experienced a lot of rage around that, around this dysfunction and this disconnection around it. And then she decided to turn her rage into her purpose and dove deep into understanding that cross-culturally There have been postpartum care traditions in virtually every other culture around the world. And she started to see that all of these other traditions were rooted in these same five essentials, Mm. depending on the land on which these cultures lived on determined what resources and what food and what modalities and everything it is that they utilized, but they were all rooted in these five essentials of rest, Mm. warmth, body care, nourishment, and community support. And so through all of that, she started to study and realize and recognize that this is all rooted in the physiological human design, because no matter what land we live on, the human body is the same everywhere else. And so then she created the innate postpartum, innate postpartum care course, Mm -hmm. and it was an in-person course for many years. And then she started to transition into online And then it expanded out from there. So when it was in person, it was like a five day jamming everything in. And then it became a six month online container. And then the last few years, she has done it as a nine month long container. Mm. And we learn everything through oral tradition and through the physiological design and understanding and honoring where these postpartum care traditions actually come from. And looking back at the ways that we have tended to women and mothers as a way to kind of start to build a map forward. So we can't go back to the past, 
but we are creating a new way forward. So how can we merge what is currently present with the old ways and create something new that is actually going to be supportive? Mm-hmm. And um, so her mission is to midwife a cultural shift so that we can understand that when we heal the mothers, we can heal the world. Because when we look back through the last 100 to 150 years and we see where we are as a society and where humanity is and the chronic levels of dis-ease in the world and the dysfunction and disconnection that we have from self and from community and from all of that, we can trace that back to the disconnection from mother, the disconnection from birth, the disconnection from community, the disconnection from living on the land and being connected to the land on which we live. Mm-hmm. And so the work now that we are doing is really repair work. It's repair work and it's creating a new way. So we are not only paving a new way forward, but we are we are healing intergenerationally right now as well. So by me learning this work and embodying this work, I am now supporting my mother who is 30 years postpartum. She had five pregnancies, three daughters, never had any support, never had any tending to. And it was through this experience of me really starting to learn about the importance of postpartum care and talking to all of the mothers in in my world and in my life and in my community. So many mothers are like, oh, wow, I really wish I would have had someone like you at, at this time. And it's important to understand, which isn't really acknowledged and talked about, is that women are postpartum for forever. Whether Mm -hmm. you actually have a baby or not, once you conceive and you are no longer pregnant, you go through a birth portal in some way, shape or form Mm -hmm. and physiologically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally, you are not the same as you were before. So we're doing a huge disservice to all of those women as well who haven't been seen and supported and tended to in this way. So lots of people will like to think of the postpartum time as, you know, the first six weeks or the first year, you know, and we, we see that many women are supported, you know, everyone wants to come over in the first couple of weeks after a baby is born and they want to hold that new baby. And, you know, they might bring some food over or anything like that, but we have this cultural expectation for new moms to hurry up and bounce back and do all the things mm-hmm. that you were doing before you had this baby as well, which continues to fuel this disconnection. And so when we can come in, especially in that early postpartum time and that really tender six week time and integrate in those five essentials of postpartum care, that's mm-hmm. laying the foundation for healing going forward, not only for the new mother herself, but for her babies and for future generations to come. Mm -hmm. And when one woman starts to do that, then she is repairing the intergenerational lineage that never received that care. So although, you know, my grandma is still with us and she wouldn't, she, she's not open. So this whole thing, when I told her that I registered, she was a nurse back in her day and, Mm -hmm. you know, bless her and everything. But like, she's like, why what, why would you study with a midwife and where did she go to university and all of this sort of stuff? Like she doesn't get it. And that's okay because my mom gets it and my sisters get it. And there are so many other women who get it, who are deeply craving and seeking this kind of support and care. And really, I mean, I have a backpack full of modalities and things that I can bring in and offer and support, but there is nothing like witnessing a mother 
in the full expression and the rawness and the vulnerability of what that tender time is again, mm-hmm. whether she's three days to 30 plus years postpartum. Right. And so, yeah, it, it was, it was through that, that I started to see, I was like, okay, I can, there is this very real need to support mothers in the early postpartum time, but there is also this very real need to support mothers throughout the entirety of their mothering journey as well. Mm-hmm. So I will say to people all the time, like it's never too early or too late to seek out postpartum care and everything is repairable and the body will repair quickly when it is tended to. And when we are held and witnessed and have these resources poured into us. Mm. (sighs) That was all just so beautiful. And I love how you brought in the element of postpartum is at any time after either a child has been born or even a pregnancy loss, because those are some of the things that also slip through the crack, or at least that was my experience, especially around pregnancy loss. I was doing some work some years ago for the Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Center, peer support, so holding grief groups. And again, same thing. We had people coming into the grief groups for pregnancy loss that had lost children, babies 10 years, 15 years, 20 years prior that had been holding on to these losses and didn't have anyone to talk to because it's the same idea. Oh, you lost the baby. That's that's normal. Let's get back on the wagon and let's try again. Or, hey, you just had a baby. Let's get that mom bod ready. Let's go back to work. Right. We expect for people who are physically you know, they have just depleted themselves, <laughs> you know, in order for a new life to be born, or even if that new life has not been born. So offering these and making sure people know that it's available, that it doesn't matter how much time has passed. It's like, we all need support, continued support. You know, I liken it to even the grieving journey. Everyone likes to come around when it's fresh and new. And then The hardest time usually is like that three month mark when, you know, people just kind of stop dropping off and you don't hear from people as much, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in certain aspects. And so this idea of community care and continued support, that is what is healing the generations now and the generations to come. So I'd love to hear more about what you've crafted for your care packages. So what did they include? I'm so curious because you do hold so many different beautiful offerings. So I just, yeah, I'm excited to find that out. Yeah, I, I do. I do. And I mean, sometimes it feels like it's a little bit much and it's, it's challenging at times to articulate like really what can be encompassed in these packages that I have created. Um, I'm going to start with my community care package uh, because I want to share a story around that. And then once I go through what all of them are, I'm going to share another story about another mom that I've supported as well. Mm. So I've done, so my community care package is really about It's designed for birth story integration. So an opportunity for a mother to share her birth story and to go through an integration meditation, whether or not, you know, to just kind of support her in the transmutation of whatever her birth experience was like, because oftentimes 
women will have a traumatic birth or a traumatic experience. And even if it seems quote unquote, perfect on paper, I did the community care package on, on one mother. She had the picture perfect home water birth where everything went seemingly, of course, to, to, to plan perfect the way that it was, but something didn't resonate with her something there was there was something that was lacking in that experience and so through her birth storytelling and through this birth integration she was able to name that and confront that and release that and then really feel into the fullness and that was about 16 months postpartum when we did that as well so that wasn't super early so it's the birth storytelling a meditation and then a closing of the bones practice and so closing of the bones is a cross-cultural tradition i use a rebozo it's in my the red thing on the on my shelf back there as well it was handmade by indigenous women in mexico and it's something that is i'm so grateful to have been gifted by Mm. by my teacher rochelle and the permission to be able to hold this container in space for mothers and so it's a way to physically and energetically close and hold the body back Mm. to bring really anyone but especially mothers back to their center. And I've done this practice on my mom who, you know, like I said, she's 30 years postpartum. I've done it on her twice. She had a heart attack two and a half years ago and she had a hysterectomy 16 years ago. And after we did it the first time, she said she could feel like her womb was back and her heart was healed again. I've done this practice on one of my dearest friends who went through a separation from a 12 year long partnership and had to go back into the corporate world. And so to hold her in that experience and bring her back to center so that she could start Mm -hmm. to blossom into a new beginning. And, and, you know, and that other story they shared was mom, she was 16 months postpartum and had this picture perfect birth, but something just wasn't right. And so through this practice, we were able to help her move through all of that. And my most recent experience is with a woman, she has been on a very long conception journey. And she when she and her previous husband were trying to conceive, no one in her world knew that they were trying to conceive. Mm -hmm. And she went through a traumatic loss. And so because no one in her world knew that they were trying to conceive, no one in her world knew that she went through this loss. And she went into a postpartum depression she didn't even know that that that, it, that what it was and everything in her world completely fell apart and now she's with someone new and they've been trying to conceive and you know miscarriage after miscarriage and so I've I've been holding space for her through this process and I offered up to her that you know it if she is open to it we can do this community care package for her as well mm. to witness and hold her through her journey and so we did that And we did that in the first half of her cycle because she's still actively trying to Mm. conceive. And so I said, we don't want to do this after you've ovulated and the chance that you do become pregnant. So this is kind of the window that we can do this in. And I sat with her and cried together and she, she shared stuff with me that no one in her world knew. And we were able to hold that past version, the many past versions of herself that was never seen and witnessed in her experience in this journey. And through the meditation process, we called on her past self and her future self. And Mm. then we did the closing of the bones. And afterwards she said, she's like, there's no words to describe what this experience is like, but every woman and mother needs to be held in this way. 
and she messaged me last week and she's pregnant. So I just bawled my eyes out. I left there and I knew, I knew I was like, this is, this is what, this is what she needed. Right. So, so that is, that's one of my most popular offerings because it's something that can be accessible at any time. Mm you know, and uh, has been deeply, deeply transformational for yeah. a lot of women. And I'm so honored to hold that space and hold women in that container. Yeah. So that's the community care package. I have a couple different nourishment care packages. I say food is my love language and I'm all about whole foods and superfoods and supporting local and deep dense nourishment mm. that is flavorful as well. I used to want to be a chef when I was a teenager. I wanted to be a chef. So that's where this big love of cooking comes from as yeah. well. So I have an in-home nourishment care package where um, people can pick from uh, 30 different menu options and I'll come into their home. I'll go out and I'll do the grocery shopping and do all of the prep and planning and all that sort of stuff. And I'll come into their homes and I'll stockpile their fridge and their freezer mm -hmm. with these four to six options that they choose so that they can be nourished, whether that is, you know, I did that for a mom when she was 37 weeks pregnant with twins. So that when those mm -hmm. twins came, she had a stockpile of broth and stews and, and frozen meat and bones to make more broth on her own and everything. And so she was really resourced in that really tender time when those babies did come. And so that's the in-home nourishment care package. And I also have a delivery nourishment care package, which is like a mini one, mini variation of that. And that has blown up. People are absolutely loving that. So if you're local to Airdrie and Calgary area, that's a bi-weekly delivery package where I make superfood, bone broths and soups, and then a really nourishing snack as well and package it all up in a beautiful gift bag and deliver it to your door and everything is made fresh the day of delivery as well. So that's the nourish. Those are the nourishment care packages. And then I also have a rest warmth and body care package mm -hmm. as well. And this one is most supportive for the new moms who are in their first six weeks postpartum or anyone who is just feeling really dysregulated, has pain, is lacking support, is lacking rest. Mm -hmm. And so that's a four hour package where I come into the home and I have, a, I have a few different options for people to choose from as well, like a castor oil pack or an herbal bath or yoga and meditation. I bring in my infrared heating pad as well as another healing modality. And I create this really cozy, restful, peaceful nest for moms to just really sink into. And so I'm there to watch the baby or the other kids or just like do any tidying around the house or anything else while this mother can rest. And if what she needs is to just go and sleep for four hours, then that's mm. perfect as well. So there's lots of different options for people to choose from within that package as well. I also have a first 40 days package, which is weekly visits in those first six weeks and that really tender time. And it's kind of like the micro containers of all of those other offerings where I weave in those five different elements, depending on what is going to be most resourceful during that time. And I also do virtual support as well. So for mm -hmm. women who aren't here in the local community or who aren't resourced to be able to afford in-person care, but you want someone 
to be able, be there to resource you, to offer different recipes or healing suggestions, or to just simply hold space mm -hmm. for the entirety experience of whatever it is that you're moving through, whether that's mm -hmm. around cycle awareness or pregnancy or postpartum or anything like that. It's voice and messaging tech support with me as well. And all of my offerings are on a sliding scale because I want that to be something that is accessible to people. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not going to be accessible for everyone. Uh, but one day I hope to be able to have some scholarship packages to be able to support those mm -hmm. who aren't financially resourced, but who desire to be supported in these ways. And my final thing that I will be coming out with in January, yeah, like I said, there's, there's more. There's <laughs> more. So postpartum care happens after the baby is born. Mm. Postpartum education happens during pregnancy. So mm. one of the things mm -hmm. that I have been gifted through innate traditions is a planning for the fourth trimester course. So it's a five class series mm. where pregnant women and their partners and anyone else who is going to be of support during the postpartum time comes mm. to learn about these five essentials and how to be resourced and supported during that time, whether they hire me or not. And so it's four classes during pregnancy. And then the final class is once everyone is out of the first six weeks postpartum mm -hmm. to come back together in community in that container to honor the mothers for making that transition through. So that's postpartum care, which really is available and accessible to anyone, but is more centered <clears throat> around mothers. Oh my God. I don't think that I stop smiling the entire time you're sharing about all of those packages. Honestly, I feel I can feel my womb and my heart pulsating. These offerings are so needed and so necessary right now. And what a gift to be alive in this time where we're bringing back these traditions so that communities can thrive, new parents can thrive, new babies can thrive, communities can continue to get stronger and stronger. There is so much to celebrate in what you just shared. And it is such an honor to be witnessing this flowering and this birthing that's that's just oozing from you. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm so I'm so honored. And I'm so grateful, mm. you know, and to to be seen and witnessed and for people to really feel the resonance of what this is. Yeah. And I mean, lots of people will see these, these offerings as luxuries, but this mm. is a necessity. This is what essential. is required. This yeah. is essential. This is a necessity. This is just what is required for That's healing right. and thriving life in general. Yeah. And I've had my own blocks to move through around creating these offerings and putting prices around these offerings because I truly deeply believe within the core of myself that this is something that should be accessible to every mm -hmm. woman out there, yeah. right? I yeah. don't think that anyone should have to pay to be resourced in this way. Yet yeah. this is the reality of the world that we currently live in. And, right. you know, the reciprocal exchange to, to be resourced and to be supported as well. And so it, it may seem like a luxury and to some people it might be a luxury, but I truly believe that this is a necessity and I want to educate people so that more, 
more people know how to support mothers. That's that's a big part of this postpartum education series as well. So that mm-hmm. more people know how to support mothers. We all know mothers. We all come from a mother. That's right. And so it's really simple, tangible practices that can be interwoven in to yeah. meet someone wherever they're currently at as well. And it doesn't have to be this big grand voice thing. However, yeah. We are so disconnected from what is actually required to support mothers that yeah. it it can be really overwhelming <laughs> for yeah. a lot of people, but it absolutely is essential. And I see that when we can heal the mothers, we can heal the world. Absolutely. That's right. And I mean, I think that, you know, if we just look around at where we are right now with things, how things are going down, it's not a luxury. Something's got to give. Yeah. Care needs to happen. And it needs to happen in this exact way. You know, oftentimes so much of the work that I do with somatics and attachment is pre and postnatal. Going back to the times that we didn't have our needs met, whether that's when we were mothering, whether that's when we were pregnant, whether that's when at any of those very, very delicate times. Because it goes to say that if we had the care that we needed, if we had the community support, if we had the nourishment and the food, things would look a lot fucking differently than they currently do. And that's a fact. So we can't ignore that, that we need this and it needs to be more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And more accepted as this is what it looks like to evolve. Mm -hmm you know, and, and care for our loved ones in a way that promotes deep, deep healing in all ways. Mm -hmm. And it starts there at the beginning. So I'm with you. Ain't no luxury. Essential. Absolutely essential. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of the work that you do is of course, pre-postnatal and working with new moms. And of course, as you spoke to anyone that has a womb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there are any go-to herbs that you recommend or go-to practices that you recommend, just little tidbits for kind of each phase of someone's cycle. (laughs) Well, I can talk more just like in the context of nourishment than just herbs yes, specifically and, totally. and honoring the energetics around each of the different phases as well. So yeah. what's actually really beautiful about the interweaving of postpartum and our menstrual cycle is every cycle, we are gifted this opportunity to practice being in a mini postpartum time. Mm. because what is required during postpartum, the early postpartum time is also what is required during our menstrual phase, our bleeding time. It's related to the new moon and the season of winter. So it is this pull inwards. We are needing Mm. rest. We are needing warmth. We're needing lots of nourishing food. So I love to go towards bone broths and soups and stews. And this is also... Similarly, for what is going to be most supportive in the luteal phase or the premenstrual phase as well, but especially during that bleeding time, 
So keep your feet warm. Mm. When your feet are warm, your womb is going to be warm. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Yes, it absolutely is. (laughs) So, so herbs that I find to be most supportive during that time, herbs and foods as well, really anything that is red. So I love to Mm. have like a red date and goji berry tea. Those are really supportive for us. Oh yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Throw mm-hmm. throw in throw in some ginger in there as well. <laughs> and it's yeah, that's that's nourishing the chi energy, the life force energy. It's helping to promote blood flow, alleviating blood stagnation anti-inflammatory warming chocked full of lots of vitamins and minerals as well so that you are being nourished and replenished from the inside out while you are going through the shedding and the loss of of your uterine lining and i see the bleeding time as well as not only are we shedding the lining of our womb but we are physically and energetically shedding any trauma that has been released during that cycle anything that we have moved through in the previous cycle as well past relationship stuff will often come up during that time as well. It's this time of real release and planting new seeds for the next phase as well. So once you leave the menstrual phase, you start to feel like life force energy coming back starts to, I I'm just moving through. I'm now in my ovulatory phase, but like this cycle specifically, like as soon as, as soon as that energetic and hormonal shift happened, I'm like, I'm feeling playful. I'm feeling possibilities. Like Mm. I want to be planning for anyone who's into things like cold plunging or anything like that. Like your, your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase are the prime times to be doing that. If that's something that is part of your practice is definitely not for everyone. I kind of dabble on it, but not very often myself, but really thinking about what is, what do we eat and what do we like to do during spring and summertime as well? Mm. So adding in more of the, the fresh foods, the not necessarily, I mean, salads, if you're into salads, but like, what's thinking about like, what's in season during that time, Mm. and then energetically working with this is a time to really speak your truth and to be expressive. Like I'm in this ovulatory phase. It's great that here we are (laughs) recording this podcast right now. You're on it. You're on it. I'm on it. Yeah, you Here are. You go, right? <laughs> so it's a really great time for for that as well. And yeah, just like really basking in the expansiveness and the possibilities and the manifestation and thinking about the the full moon at that time too, like when the full moon is bright in the sky at nighttime. It's like, isn't that just an absolute marvel? And then after the full moon, after ovulation. I don't know if you feel this or if other people feel this. I think a lot of people do and they're just not aware of it, but there's a really big energetic shift for me when the hormones drop. Yeah. And I, I can tell that I have ovulated oftentimes before I check my basal body temperature or notice that my cervical fluid is dried up because Mm -hmm. like, there's just this really big energetic shift. And that's also when Frank likes to come out as well as the season (laughs) of like the inner critic and a lot of this duality. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank, for (laughs) that one. Yeah. Always when we're low. Hey, Frank. (laughs) that's that's where we're going to come out and and so so practices that are really supportive during this time are going to be 
you know, like walking and meditation. And I mean, lots of people are still going to feel really energetic during this time, but especially Mm -hmm. as you get to the last week of your cycle, it's this pull inwards. And that's oftentimes where the inner critic comes out too, because it's the opportunity for people to start to become aware of where their boundaries have been crossed throughout Mm. their previous cycle. And Mm. it's also really challenging to go from like this really outward expansive energy to now this pull inwards as well. So we like to label this as the time of PMS and women are crazy, you know, you're just emotional, but when you can actually drop into the wisdom of why those emotions are coming up and support yourself and know how to nourish and resource yourself and thinking about that it's inner fall, right? So the gathering and the harvesting and the preparing for Mm. this pull inwards when winter returns again as well. It's a really beautiful opportunity to prepare to release, but to really nourish and resource yourself as well. So during that time, I love a nettle tea. Throw nettle in with anything. Nettle Mm. is so rich in vitamins and minerals it's antihistamine it's it's like really nourishing from the inside out and starting to incorporate more of those warming herbs and spices and and that sort of food back into your diet as well is going to be really supportive as well mm-hmm. so that's a quick little tidbit into how to support yourself through the different phases of your menstrual cycle as well well holy heck Brittany zier you are just, you've got the wisdom. <clears throat> You're full of knowledge and support and just all the good things. I am beyond grateful we got to hang out today. Thank you so much for sharing and just all of the work that you do. It's an absolute pleasure. So mm-hmm. thank you again for spending this time with us and and sharing all of your gifts. But before we sign off, I want to know where can people find you? Where can we hang out with you and learn about all your delicious things that you've been preparing? I'll also put the link in the show notes, but I'd love for you to tell us more. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lisa. On Instagram at Blissful Womb Care. And also check out my website. I have more resources on my website. I actually have a free Blissful Cycles guidebook. So if you are intrigued by that little snippet that I just Mm. dropped in on the practice of cycle awareness, you can go to my website and download that for free. Also on my website, you can find all of my offerings and I have a blog as well. So if you're curious about diving a little bit deeper into why those five essentials of postpartum care are actually essential, I have a few different blogs on that to break down the importance of that, the necessity and not a luxury and more on my story and my healing journey and how I have come to be in this as well. So I would really love to connect with you over there. And if you are local to the Calgary community, I am here and available for in-person care. And if not, virtual support is always an option. And I would just love to connect in any way possible. Thank you so much, Brittany. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and that you are nourished and cared for. Thank you, Lisa. It's been an honor to be here and to be with your community today. Bye for now. As always, thank you so much for listening. Life is busy, so it means even more to me that you are here. 
Listen, we've got so many great episodes coming up. So please make sure that you follow along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening. And if you appreciate these episodes, please do us a favor and leave a review and share the show with anyone you think this episode would benefit. See you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you.